So I don't know, how many of you loved high school? I loved high school, right? I don't Jennifer and I went to the same high school. I loved it. She hated it. So. <laughs> but uh, I, loved, I loved high school, and I loved, home. I loved coming back to school after a long summer, seeing how everyone's doing, seeing what's going on, figuring out which girl to ask to homecoming, right? That was always so many to choose from. <laughs> Who knows who's going to say yes, right? Go through a lot of no's before that happens. And, uh, you know, the football, the football game uh, was always great, except I got to tell you, I don't, Clearfield never won any homecoming game as long as I was there. I don't know what was going on there. The ladies' basketball, we had killer ladies' basketball, but our football team, eh, not so much. But it was a fun, I wasn't there for the football anyway, I was there for the, for the hanging out, right? And, and the girls and the <laughs> and all of that. I love anyway, it was such a great atmosphere because anytime I come back, I mean it just felt like I was coming home. Right? Into a new into a new year. Except it was it was so different every year. Every year was very different. We had different classes, everyone looked different. We had new kids, old kids have gone, making different friends, it seems like every year, and keep some of the old ones, get rid of the ones you didn't want anymore. So, uh, you know, it, it, was this, it was familiar but different, right? And I get the feeling in this, in this story, which we're all so familiar with, the prodigal son, this, this son goes away, and it's not like leaving for the summer. He was leaving for good, clearly. He asked for his inheritance, and he takes off. And he uses all of his money, wine, women, in song, goes nuts, not a very good you know, financial planner there didn't really think through what he was doing. Uh, you know, I've run in, I've been there, right? <laughs> Not really thinking about our spending and stuff like that. But I have to wonder, you know, we don't have the backstory on this guy. Like, why? Why did he leave? Uh, we seem to think there was some kind of rejection of his father there. Maybe he didn't want to go into the family business or whatever. Maybe that was it. Maybe the, he, it felt like the father was too strict. Or had too many rules, so many rules. Uh, things like, you know, uh, often my kids, I think, uh, would love to be able to take off, take half my money and go and just get out from under all those rules and all those restrictions. Maybe that was it. Uh, I didn't mind that. I was, I didn't, my parents had to kick me out. I was, <laughs> you know, I liked being there. But uh, some kids have this experience and it's time to, maybe it was just time to move on. But uh, of course, uh, in, Jesus' context, that isn't really what people did. They, they stuck together as families and you, you worked the family plot of land and you took care of the estate and the, all of that. And so you didn't go off like we do today. Maybe it was the older brother, right? Because we have this, it's not just about the lost son, it's about the older brother too, right? The older brother who resents this kid coming back and the party he gets and the celebration that goes on, kind of resentful. Well, maybe it was this older brother that ran off this kid. It's tough being the, the second son. The first son gets all the inheritance, gets all the stuff. Maybe he's a middle child. You know how they are, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, you get the first son gets all the, all the inheritance and stuff like that. And maybe he was, he doesn't sound like he was, very much fun 
right? He was kind of a kind of a stick in the mud, sticks to the rules and whatever, which is great. It's important, but you know, it doesn't sound like maybe he and the brother seemed to be two very different personalities. Maybe it was that situation. Or you know, some some people leave families because uh, because that family doesn't feel like family. You know, they hurt, they abuse. There's something there that has driven them away. And you know, if we take this parable and we speak, we use it as a metaphor, we use it as an allegory of the church. I have to wonder how many of us left because of something that was going on there. Not because we wanted to go out and just wine women in song, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but because of what was going on in church. We felt like we had to go. This really wasn't home anymore. Uh, I've never personally come to that point in congregations. I've been in congregations of conflict uh, but how many of us here, I don't want to raise a hand, I'm just asking you to think, there's so many of us here who grew up going to church, and at some point, for some reason, stopped feeling like home. Stopped feeling like a safe place to be. It stopped feeling like a nurturing place to be. It stopped feeling like a place where you felt loved and nurtured by the Father. Taken care of. Maybe because of the other sons and the other daughters. you know, Maybe because of the other folks in that church. And yet, here we are. And yet, here we are. It seems that, in, and I've certainly been here, I was more like the guy who ran off to go do crazy things for a while and then realized that something was missing and i can't help but think that even even when church let us down even when we walked away for good reasons it seems like there comes a point in our lives when it's something's missing Something's gone. We've lost something. And, you know, the, whatever we went to, like the prodigal son, we weren't getting fed. We were starving, in fact. And we longed to eat like everyone around us, even the pigs. <laughs> we longed to eat and to be filled but we were starving. Something was missing. We were not being fed. So we came home. What an incredible thing this story tells us. But the, the person came home and was a little sheepish about it. A little uncertain, unsure. Maybe I can go and just you know, be a servant. At least I'll get fed. Just hide in the corner. 
I can get, I, I can, you know what, your names are going through my head. I know many of you came in those doors and just thought, maybe if I, I'll just go sit, maybe if I can just sit way back in the back <laughs> and no one will talk to me and I'll just, just see what's going on. A little unsure, a little trepidation, a little, I'm not sure about this, but I'm willing to, to check it out willing to see what's going on and then you know what i love about this story is the father's reaction here comes this this loving dad you know and uh you, you got to picture you know men in these times we they wore the they first of all they wore like several layers of clothing right it was a tunic and a and a robe and then an a little vest thing and all of it just kind of hung down to the ground and so you're and the scripture tells us that the father seeing the son a long ways away ran after him well i got to tell you men in this time it's undignified to run it's undignified especially Especially the lord of a big estate like that. It's just, it's undignified to run. I'll tell you why. Because you have to scoop up your dress, right? And run, right? <laughs> and, and so you got to picture this. The father scoops up his dress and he's running, right? He's kind of running with that dress in hand. Can you see how undignified that is? <laughs> Very. <laughs> that is so undignified. He didn't care. He ran. And wrapped his arms around his son. And he got a big goofy robe for him. Here, put on your goofy robe like me. Put on a ring. Let's have a party. Let's celebrate. Because I thought you were gone for good. And yet here you are. And you know, the son came back to a different place, right? The son came back to a different place. Mostly because of him. <laughs> right? People were the, maybe his brother was still the same. Maybe he had changed. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe his, his father was still the same, but, but somehow he, see, he sees him differently. He sees the whole place differently. He's a little more open. You know, we aren't told. I wish there was like a sequel to this story. We're not told what happens next. Right? Because we're the prodigal son. So we come home, we have this big party. And then what? Does he, you know, go to work? Does he, does he stay there with his dad and, you know, run the family business? Does he visit? <laughs> you know, and then leave. Sometimes I think people want to do that. They just come home and visit. And then they go away again. I don't think that's what happens here. The, the son came home to stay, never wanting to leave again. And what about the older brother? What happens to him? It's left open-ended. The brother comes back and resents the party that's going on. And the father says, oh, you know what? You've been great. I'm sorry. Maybe you should have said, I'm sorry I haven't told you this more often, but you've been great. And anything I have, you can have. It's yours. I didn't know you wanted a party with your friends. <laughs> Whatever you want is yours. But we have to celebrate. Your brother came home 
Because as far as I could tell, he was dead. But now he's alive. And then it ends. And it's left open-ended. I think the reason being is Jesus wants us to fill in the blanks. Jesus wants us to answer the next part. Because quite frankly, we're either the son or the older son. right? We're either the lost son or we're the older son that resents the lost son. <laughs> Sometimes we're both. But either way, we're called home and it's it's a different place. And we're called to live in that celebration. To live in that space. And to know each other deeply. And to find compassion when compassion is lacking. And I think the message for us today is... We want to be home. We want to be in a place that feels like home. We want to create a place that feels like home together. And it's not, it's not that we are called to come and visit every once in a while and take a look around and say hello, goodbye, you know, when kids come home to visit, sometimes they're treated like guests. That's not the kind of home God wants for us. And I guess where, I, where I'm going with my thought on this is that it's kind of an all-in proposition. I know sometimes we come in with trepidation. and We come in with, with holding things that arm's length. And I know sometimes we look around and we can't help but hold those returning sons at arm's length and with trepidation. But the Kingdom of God is an all-in kind of thing. In order to experience the transformation, in order to really come home, we must go beyond visiting and really ground ourselves in that relationship with the Father and that relationship with each other. For that home to be a home in this story, the brothers need to learn to get along and nurture each other and work together. For that home to feel like home, there needs to be honest to goodness love between fathers and sons and fathers and daughters and mothers and daughters. For that home to feel like home, the servants and everybody needs to feel like they belong and have purpose. For that home to feel like home, we must all be bound together by God's love in a way that radically changes who we are, and the world around us. We are called into a new creation. Into transformation. Not just, not just the church. Not just the way we do 
worship. Not just the, the theology we preach, although all of that's important. It's got to go past what we do here on Sunday morning and into our very lives. In other words, we must take that home with us wherever we go and be the agents of reconciliation in the whole world around us. It's my prayer that as we go through this coming year, that this community feels more and more like home to you. You who have been here for 50-something odd years, it's my prayer that this feels more and more and more like home, even though you've been here forever. And for those of you who have just started coming to us, it's my prayer that it feels like you're coming home. Familiar, but maybe different, but feels like coming home. And it feels good that we will continue to grow in our relationship with each other and our relationship with God. So what I want to say today is there are a lot of ways to deepen that sense of being home. But right now, I just want to say, welcome home. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we hear this story of love between Father and Son, we acknowledge that there is a message here of You and Your relationship to us as Your church. That You have called us together, those who are far off and those who are near. Those who have walked away for legitimate reasons and who need healing, and those who have walked away and need to turn around and come back and ground themselves in who You are. No matter what, may we be home. May we be a family together. We ask all this in the precious and powerful name of Christ.